He sounds so cockney. I mean, Roger Daltrey laughs at him. <laughs> Robert Daltrey says, what? I'm sorry? Come again? Yeah, right. You're a shepherd's bush gazer, you is. Excuse me? They're fucking at the table. They are. I was They're just going to say, room. does it look like he's trying to get inside? <laughs> That's right. This looks wrong. Now, here he comes, the count. Now, this actor's name oh, no. is Gregory Sierra, and you might know him as the neighbor on Sanford and Son. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Holy shit, I do have a Yeah, and Barney Miller. Now, I'll yeah. play a little audio yeah, right. when Ramon. He... Ramon. Yeah, I'll play a little audio when he confronts uh, the king because he's so okay. Good. So he's yeah, the best part of this Buddy Ramon. Ramon. <laughs> <laughs> or, or whatever. He's the best actor of this whole film, man. Yeah. So now the king will play his card like, I know you're a gentleman. Uh, you know, would you please at least, ex you know, give me the courtesy of a duel? Of a duel, sir. Oh. Very well, sire. <laughs> I am. You can count on me. I gotta warn you, you're gonna be down for the count. Ba boom! Very good, Michael. Hey, you know, when these. Now the king takes advantage and BAM! Ah, sucker punched him. Yup. Now, one time we were watching Mr. Billions, and I missed your joke, Liar, Liar, Pants on Fire. So please make sure you do it again. Okay, well it's the element of surprise, so uh, I will do. I will riff it spontaneously when if it shall occur. Oh. Get ready. Huh. Good liar, liar, pants on fire. What that a guy liar! Fire. It's not his pants. Yeah, you're right. It's Did not... I ever tell you? I burned myself. You know, I worked as a banquet waiter when I was young. And uh, I used to do these, I would wear tuxedos and I would work at the station with like a open flame. And I looked down and my tuxedo lapels were on fire. Yeah. And I said, oh, and I just patted it off in my gloves. I also burned a hole in the a jacket of, some, of one of the guests. So we, the company had to pay for it. Okay, now this is very funny. He needs to put out the fire. But the thing is, is he's a distinguished gentleman. So when he gets up, see, he plays it off like, oh, I meant to do that kind of thing. <laughs> yes, he's smiling and walking off. <laughs> yeah, that's the way you own the moment. Okay, now, huh. they, these two are very concerned about the king because he is just a playboy and so they conked him on the head to get him out of there. So wait a minute, this, so is that your story again? What's that? That's the driver? 
Peter Sellers is the driver, and Peter Sellers is also wearing a crown, and he goes, Is that the man in the iron mask? (laughs) (laughs) Ha, 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 ha. Ooh. Now, the general is noticing the resemblance right now. Uh Uh-huh, what a coincidence. It's a coincidence that will get explained. Yeah, but I mean, it, it doesn't need to be explained. It's such an old, isn't it the Prince and the Pauper? It is. The old uh, Mark Twain. Yeah. And then every variation. Like, season three of any sitcom has a bit where, like, you know, Kevin James bumps into Kevin James and they switch a bit for a day or something. So now, um, Fritz and the General are making an offer. Uh, to to Sid, to Sid Freewin, saying, we want you to come to our country and be a driver there. And he's like, I've got to ask, why me? He says that the drivers in their country are very poor and they could use someone who's a good driver for the royal royal family. Oh, so this guy, the driver doesn't realize they're setting him up to be a patsy. Right. To be uh, a fake... Now this is a very this is a very funny scene because he's he's wondering what he's going to do about Sylvia. My dear trap, bring her with you. Nah, that won't work, sir. Now she's past it. Her lungs are gone. She's deaf as a post. Of course, I know what you'll say. You'll say yeah. I have a shot, but I can do it. The English shot that women. He's talking about oh, this came out. There was a funny joke here. Fritz thought he was talking about his wife, Sylvia, but he was talking about his horse. So he's like, of course, you'll say oh. have a shot. Because they sh- the English shoot their women? So wait a minute. Yeah. Well, good. I'm, I'm glad it was about the horses and not women. It, it, and then they shoot the women. Now he's saying goodbye to Sylvia. Oh, <laughs> don't, don't date Sylvia. She's a whore. A horse. A horse. Oh, Wilbur. So they made arrangements so that Sylvia would go to uh, the embassy of their country and uh, would become an embassy horse and treated well. And he goes, and you'll have diplomatic immunity. You could take a piss anywhere you'd like. Yeah, so how, what was the horse's opinion working with Peter Sellers? Do we have stories? <laughs> Hollywood horses that drink yeah, has an interesting bit about it. Okay, so now the king <laughs> is learning about the double. And saying that it's remarkably uncanny and they're telling the king incorrectly that his brother is out to kill him so therefore they'll arrange safe passage for him and the body double will stand in as the king going home interesting huh 
so uh, we're not. So I, I, I don't really care anymore. I'm really interested in the king. I don't care about this driver. Okay. I paid money to see the king. God damn it. All right. I didn't pay money to see Peter Sellers play a driver. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy mix-up. And then he makes the. Does he make the country better? Because this is like Dave. What a ripoff. <laughs> okay. Remember Dave? Oh, Barney Miller, dude sees the fake king thinks he's the real king and there's a funny joke here he's like saying how he's gonna kill him but then he spits in his eye by mistake and he acts like a gentleman oh begging your pardon right after threatening his life he's the best oh, actor so weird this movie got made yeah oh yeah he was great in Bernie miller no in this and uh I'm so proud this movie is part of the Bulk Universal series. There's only some way this, this person can remind me. So he did the traditional slap a glove in your face. Here, I'll play the audio right, for the joke. Clap. Prelude to a duel. That was the joke. I don't know if you caught it. <laughs> I guess I didn't catch it. Well, Peter Sellers caught it in the eye, and he goes, pardon. Okay, so here is the train that's carrying the king. And when it arrives, everyone's going to be like, holy shit, it's the king. But the thing is, he acts like like a person falls over and he tries to help him. This is the royal guard going to ex escort him. You see this guy overburdened nice. by his backpack? Yeah, that's Borat. <laughs> Aren't they in Borat's country? Oh yeah, Borat's country. They're in a fake country called yeah. Rudadania or something. I, I, I sort of didn't catch it, even though I watched this film three times. And once as a boy. Oh, yeah? Does it get better? Does the film get better? <laughs> right. Yeah. Mike, you don't think this... It doesn't is really change, right? Isn't this the one where... Oh, you know what movie I'm, I really want to see by him? Is the one where he plays like a Ming the Merciless guy. That's the movie. I, that was the one that was released after his death. Well, are you talking That's about the movie, fiendish Carl. plot of Fu Manchu? Yeah. Okay, so what's right, funny is the director here, Richard Quine, also directed the fiendish plot of Fu Manchu. But the thing is, Peter Sellers fought horribly with Richard Quine on this film. So it's just strange that they'd work together again, but they did. Oh, yeah. I mean, on a professional level, maybe. I also think the guy's such a bastard, he doesn't really have anything else. So. I mean, he had Al Ashby direct uh, uh, being there. And uh, that was pretty good. According to YouTube, the fiendish plot of Dr. Fu Manchu is now available on DVD, according to Warner Brothers. Uh -huh. So we don't have a full copy on, online. Now, I guess that that was... Okay, Peter Sellers' final film was The Fiendish Plot of Fu Manchu, but the internet tells me 
that this was Quine's final film before he died in 89. So I don't, I don't get the order. Also, he was, Quine was uncorrect, uncredited. He only directed part of the fiendish plot of Fu Manchu. It's, it's weird. It's sorted. Yeah. Oh, so I thought we were going to be watching the fiendish plot of Dr. Fu Manchu. I thought Dr. Fu Manchu appears in this movie, even though it's called The Prisoner of Zenda. Oh, no, no. That, I don't think sure. that doesn't happen. So now the king has been safely taken back from London to his kingdom. And, like, he hasn't been yeah. there in years. And he's saying, this wet so this creature. This is the real king, right? This is, what I paid, yeah. this is the guy I paid money to see. All right, good. <laughs> the guy you paid money to Hello. see. <laughs> Actually, I paid to see uh, Inspector Clouseau, and I think I got my money's worth. Look at that outfit. It's close. Huh. Yeah. That's okay, ambush, ambush. We're going to ambush you guys. Act surprise. Now the leader said, take him alive. They need to take him as a prisoner. But they're taking the, the fake guy, the driver. Right. Oh, that all works out. The end. That'd be cool to play with on a horse. Those ridiculous poofy hats, man. So silly. You know, some weapons have like a little like callus, like a tassel like that. And it's because when you stick the blade in, you twist it and then you pull it out and the tassel will like corrugate your guts and oh. your blood out. So maybe they, maybe they headbutt people and, and engorge them and then spray out their intestines with their hats. Nah, just silly. You're always thinking, Mike. Yeah, well, I want to look cool. Uh, there's a reason for my cool tassel on my head. It's not that I'm a dork. I think that tassel's a hassle. Uh, the one I left at the castle? <laughs> Very good. Uh, I'm trying to catch up. Okay, so Fritz says, we're without a driver. And... And uh, Sid says, not when I'm around, governor. I'm the best driver in the... Now, look how... Isn't that Chekhov's rule? What? Yeah. Chekhov's rule is that you have a driver in the first act, and then you have a driverless carriage in the third. Oh. Look what a good job okay, he does so fend fending them off. See? Yeah. So now the king's guard ride up and they say to Sid, good show, your majesty. And and Sid is like, your majesty? What are they talking about? Oh, he doesn't know. I think his, his driving is good, but I, I don't want him to get carried away. Car you know, carriage away? Carriage. Yeah, carriage away. Oh, no, we're going to go right into the mat background. What a painting, right? Yeah. 
Did they shoot this? Where did I mean? Was this like uh, let's find us a nice castle and just shoot around it? This was shot in Austria, um, and this is the mm. Schönbrunn Palace in Vienna. The country's called Ruitania. Um, they also f- filmed in like Saint Martin Martin's Church in Klosterneuburg, Salzburg Cathedral. Basically, it's all Austria. Oh, cool. Well, it looks great. Totally doesn't look like a set. Flunkies also just called him Majesty. I don't understand. I'm just a driver from England. This guy, he looks like Sid Haig. Well, this guy was the father in Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Huh. He was the car's father? He, he was Dick Van father? Dyke's father. Oh. Now, oh, the inventor's father. He was prematurely bald, you see. And mm-hmm. what's funny is that... Um, where is it here? I just want to tell you... Well, I'll just oh, say it. Double. He was younger. Here it is. He was actually six months younger than Dick Van Dyke. Because of his baldness, he looks older. Now he's I could have been the, the star for the first time. Ah, you're me. So how are they going to do this? 180 degree shot to the next person? I, are they going to be both on the same screen? They pull it off very well, see? There we go. Look at that, yeah. This is all practical. Remember large <laughs> Nowadays, like I don't even blink when they have like a double when someone right. when an actor plays in, like in, like Ian McGregor in the Fargo TV show, what have you, James Franco in the Deuce. It's like whatever. Of course, yeah. you twins. You guys just see me in the face. But there would always be the lines. You know what I'm talking about when they have like both on screen and they're two different film stocks. Well, yes, I know exactly what you're talking about, but this film does it very well. But it would be of the era where that was the way to do it. Yes. There they are, both sitting. Then you get like, whoa. There's the other one like, yes, I see. I understand. Now we get an explanation. The king is talking about his dead father, saying that he was a great man and he was also a bit of a playboy and he really loved English actresses. Uh, He spent a lot of time in London. And then Sid says, my mother was an actress. But nobody puts two and two together, but the audience gets it. Right. This is an illegitimate son. Huh. Now what's going on now? They're, uh... Now we have more treachery. Of course, they're there to kill the king again. They don't know there's two kings. Yeah, you know, Carl, I should, I should cut up. I know what's going to happen, but I can't tell you because before the show... I signed a ZNDA form. Uh-huh. 
Well, I never NBA signed an form? NDA, so I'll let you know. Peter Sellers dies in the end. Which one? Right. I'm going to leave you guessing. Oh, the... Well, that was my joke. I signed a, a ZENDA form, so I can't tell you. Zenda. Oh, not an NDA, a ZENDA. Very clever, Mike. Yeah. Too clever, apparently. Yeah. Way too right clever. over my head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, who is Zenda? Zenda is the town or like the uh, a villain or? Zenda is like a castle where the the brother, the ex-prince, who's not going to become king, uh, has a stronghold. And that's where uh, the king will be imprisoned. Now, they say, Fritz, go and get more wine because, you know, where's the servant? Now, Fritz, Fritz accidentally thinks, ah, he must be drunk. <laughs> <laughs> and wine is spilling out of the back of his head. <laughs> Red wine. <laughs> red, red wine. Look, the red wine cuts my fingers and I can't wash it off. Out, damn spot. That was, uh, Shakespeare wrote that when he was in the kennel, I heard. So now he reports that the servants laying down there drunk and generals like, that doesn't sound right. He doesn't drink. Oh, right. These guys are idiots. I didn't realize there was a dead body. I didn't. I didn't. It's funny how everyone have... has an English accent, uh, even though it's uh, Ruitania, you know, like, do they speak English there? I guess yes. <laughs> See, he's looking at the butts. Yeah. Randy. <laughs> so he's. By the way, that. Yeah. Well, he's distracted by the butts, so they say, let's just slip off. They don't notice that it's a look-alike because his face is covered, see? Right. And that's good because then you can get a real actor in that scene. You don't have to make two Peter Sellers. Bingo. When they're both in the same shot, like they're like, hmm, I'm going to drink from this oversized M&M coffee mug. <laughs> He is out. He is now going to become a prisoner. Uh, Zenda. Zenda. I'm singing this, the Legend of Zelda. Zenda. It's actually a bit of an insult against Buddhists saying Zen duh. Yeah, well, that's Peter Sellers for you. What do you, what right. do you say? Asian stereotypes. He hates them. Yeah, I guess the part of it is that with Fu Manchu, I think he had multiple roles. I don't think he just played the Dr. Fu Manchu. That so was that's a probably another of reason his, why. Right? 
Yeah, he showed up in a lot of movies. Doctor Strange like, Love. You could see it. Well, that's a big one. Yeah, he played the president. He played Doctor Strange, the titular character of Doctor Strange Love. He played, and then uh, he played the, the British. Yeah, the British. Uh, uh, it wasn't a general. Uh, yeah, I think it was a general. Maybe you're right. Yeah. Yeah. They all. I think it was General Funny Name. You ever notice in Doctor Strange Love, everyone has like yeah. oversized wacky names. Yep. Yeah. So now they know the king is gone. And they're saying, now that the king is gone, you need to sit in for the coronation. And it just, he's like, no, no, no. So he's the, who is he? Is he the driver of the king? I can't, I can't place it. He is the driver. They've taken the true king. Ah. Now okay. here's the ex-prince. Very happy. Very happy that he has a prisoner of Zenda. And he won't show up for the coronation. And when he doesn't, they'll say, listen, you've got to be king now. And he'll humbly accept. You know, uh, yeah, well, boss, you seem happy. Usually you're bitter that you're not king, but now that you've abducted him, you seem finally at ease. <laughs> I feel empty inside. Now, we're going to have the funniest joke of the movie. So when oh, the yeah? comes, I'll have to hush you to hear it. Okay. It's not quite All right, well. He's Seth, man. Yeah, I mean, right. Even like Dark Shadows, the TV show had better sets. I've been well, sex on It's, Austria. it's a history. legit castle in Austria. Weird. Yeah, it seems like a. Oh, the old Iron Maiden. Yeah. Giving Seth fans. The joke here is I the keep my apples on the stick. Okay, here comes the joke. Okay. It's just having back and forth. Ha ha, I will be the king. The people will never accept you. People will never give it to you. What do you know about the people? I know the people. When you chose to play the fool. Now, now we're getting a legit argument that he's uh, no good. Okay, here it comes. Okay. Here it comes. Michael, why do you hate me, Phil? Because you are conceited, arrogant, spineless, selfish, shallow, petty, pompous, and pitiful. But apart from that, did you think it was funny? Uh, I thought he was gonna say, "Hey, I'm not short," or you know what I mean, like yeah, you know that like, version. Or, yeah. You take the least You're, insulting uh, thing and get offended by it. Yeah. That was a Steve right. Allen joke. Or if you say, oh, really? Steve Allen. Back in Steve Allen's yeah, yeah. show, he used to do that, you lazy, rotten, blah, blah. You know, the guy would go, lazy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but. Well, I always hear it like, 
You... I, I, the yeah. only scene I remembered was the balloon in the beginning and then that part. Why do you hate me so? Because you're arrogant, selfish, reckless. He goes, apart from all that. <laughs> I thought it was the funniest You remembered that too. Yeah, yeah. You when I was watching it. this for the first time, I remembered the balloon. And then later, when it did that scene, I was like, oh, right. Right. I remember that. So that's funny. Because I do remember the, the opening scene and that it was Peter Sellers. Yeah. Now, this is Antoinette. Oh, She's a former Bond girl. She worked with Peter Sellers on two films. She was in Doctor Who. Um, but she, what I like her from is Space 1999 when I was a kid. Interesting. Oh, so this is an Elkie Summer. This one is not Elkie Summer, no. Um, Elkie Summer is the countess that uh, the best actor, you know, the wife of the best actor of this film. Yes, Barney Miller's wife. Right. And Lamont's, Lamont's friend's wife. Lamont's, Lamont's friend's wife. wife. Yeah. Hey, there's Marlon Brando. He looks pretty good for the back then. No, that's a guy, um, that's a guy named uh, John Laurie, and he was, like, big on English television. I didn't research him because I never heard of any of those shows. So right now he goes, I have a sound mind, thanks to the grace of God. And he goes, knock wood. And then he knocks and he goes, come in. Yeah. Uh-oh. This is me at the DMV. Did they call 20 yet? No? All right. They're, they're already for jury duty. Don't call my group. Send my group home. Uh, group 217, you could stay, and group 18 leaves. Damn it. Ooh, I love a parade. Yeah, especially a coronation. Oh, this is a coronation. And that's the coronation street, if I remember my British uh, soap opera. So he, um, he told the archbishop that he had a case of laryngitis. Yeah. Oh, so he's not going to speak. Right, but he'll be very nervous about it. Uh, oh, right. Well, you know, The King's Speech is uh, a movie. The King's Speech is a movie. Yeah. I don't know why I said that, but it's true. Well, that guy had a lisp. Hey, no, he had a stutter. Get a stutter and he overcame it because uh, England was in war. Who was his teacher? Wasn't it the guy who played Peter Sellers in that HBO film? Jeffrey Rush, yeah. Or uh, did you ever see Mystery Men from like 1998 where he was like Baron von Frankenstein? No. Do you recommend it? Yeah, I do. Mystery it's, Men. Uh, it's good. Mystery Men. It's, what year you know, again? it's based on a graphic novel. I would say like seven, 98, 99, or like 96. 
Okay. Definitely a very uh, 90s feel. It's Fez Stiller, Janine Garofalo, Hank Azaria, and uh, Kel, from Keenan and Kel. And they are just the worst superheroes ever in this town. And uh, Superman basically gets killed in the first 10 minutes, and they have to pick up the slack. Mm. So, it, you know, it's practically a genre now that making fun of uh, superheroes. But Was Pee Wee Herman was in good. it? Yeah, he was. Okay, he I saw it. It was very part. good. Yeah. And you know who's in it also is director Michael Bay, the Transformer movie. He's one of the fat boys. You know how there's gangs and there's like a fat boy gang? He's one of them. I heard a rumor that the, the director, I think that was his only movie. He was kind of like a commercial director. Uh-huh. And the, it was produced by Tim Burnham. And there was a big rumor that Tim Burnham actually directed the movie. Oh. And the director of Mystery Men was a, a alias. But it's not true. I mean. So now the Peter, okay, so the brother sees the king and he's like, what the fuck? He's in a prison in Zenda. What the hell? Right. Now he's doing the, he isn't playing up his laryngitis. He's just not answering. The guy's like, crown him. And now we have the worst joke of the film. Ugh. The crowning achievement. Well, he's going to drop his ball. Uh Uh-huh. They're saying. I'm laughing already. So they say God save the king, but not the best actor. He's going. Oh, was he sitting next to, was he standing next to LT in there? Was LT here at the coronation? Yes. So yeah, in that Jeffrey Rush movie, he's like screaming at LT. LT's holding their daughter on the set of of the Bobo. And he's just like yelling at her. Now, this is Lynn Frederick. She is the widow of Peter Sellers. A widow? Like, so he was, she was the first wife, or? Well, no. If you're the first wife, you're not married anymore, and you're not a widow. She was uh, the last wife. Right. Gotcha. Right, because Elkie and him, that was a pretty crazy relationship, and that, that dissolved. Yeah, it did. Now, he won't get in yeah, line to, doctor. like, greet the king. He's like, huh! This guy, man. Huh. I'm surprised he even, like, is there. I mean, the guy macked on his wife. Well, he's a count, and he's basically... Okay, here comes the worst joke ever. Ready? All right, worst ready. joke of the Oh, film. no, I see it. I, I see it. No, I see it. I see it. I know what's going to happen. He's going to bowl, right? He's going to get a strike. Hey! I am great. I, I called think you might have seen this film. I predicted it. No, I predicted it. I saw it go down Coronation Street. Breaking oh. down Coronation Street. Well, you are a sensei, sir. I thank you. Now, at one point, does he, uh, Peter Sellers dresses up as his sister and goes on a date with Al Pacino? That was an interesting film. I hated that film and loved it at the same time, Jack and Jill. Jack and Jill, yeah, well, didn't you hate the fake commercial that was actual commercial at the end of the yes. movie? Yes. 
Now, this is Eric, like, and his name is Grand Stark, and he was in all the Pink Panther movies. Right, yeah. Delivery? Yes, sir, delivery. Huh. Wasn't and he in, uh, also, like, a Mel Brooks movie or two? He, uh, I don't think so. No. Uh, no, but, I mean, he, he played, he was a regular supporting character on TV with Peter Sellers in the show called Fred and Son of Fred, and Benny Hill was on that show. But oh, right. he has the best line of the Pink Panther. He's that one, like, does your dog bite? No. He gets bit. No. Goes, that is not my dog. Yeah, that's great. I love that. That's probably the only joke that holds up in the Pink Panther. What's weird is he was in seven Pink Panther movies, and, you know, Peter Sellers was only in six. Oh, right. Oh, well, yeah. Like, I've always talked about the last the last few Pink Panther movies without Peter Sellers. They used old outtakes, and they probably hired that guy to come in and do, like, interstitial sketches in between the footage. Yes. I, I well, Inspector Clouseau, well, I remember him back when I was at the Avery. Right. Just down by the Conservatory of Flowers, when suddenly, ooh, there he is. So that was He's 1982, the, the Trail of the Pink Panther. It used the outtakes and yeah. previously released footage of late sellers. But then that was the, the search, you said, and then there was the trail. The Trail of the Pink Panther was, was the one you were talking about with the the um the outtakes and such and i think the trail didn't yeah. have i mean um i don't know there were so many and they shouldn't have continued that series but they did well i you know again like it all kind of blurs it was one where there was a, a bumbling american detective and they used footage yeah. of outtakes and then there was one where I think Herbert Loom, his twitching uh, police chief, uh, is trying to escape Clouseau, but thanks to the miracle of outtakes, he keeps bumping into him or remembering him. Thank you, outtakes. And then there was a son of... Yeah, there must have been a lot of outtakes. Lake Edwards, a lot of coverage. What a gentleman. He, his eyes never wavered. Now here he is again with his true wife. Listen, she was hated by the way. She's hated? Yeah, this is her final film and she was hated. Um okay, um where is it? Like, for instance, we were talking about that Peter Sellers film made by, for HBO. They wrote her out of the thing. Yeah, because I don't remember her. He was like a, a solitary man in his, uh, like, Icelandic cabin or whatever, Switzerland ca cabin. Now, in that book, it was based – The Life and Death of Peter Sellers was a 2004 book, and the author, Roger Lewis, claimed that there is yet – he is yet to find – he did a lot of interviews – He's yet to find a single person yeah. to say a good thing about Lynn. Whoa. 
She is well, an avaricious, at, yeah. cunning man-eater. And in 1995, yeah. a year after her death, she was excluded from the 67th Academy Awards in memor- memorandum, even though she won two Oscars. Well, she no, that she was bullshit. nominated. What? You know, and honestly, they skip like actors all the time. I'm so pissed off that Brad Renfro did not get into the immemorium. So, you know, it could have been the, it might have not been bitterness. It might have just been incompetence. Well, okay. I'm going to have to research more about her. She was a perfect match for Peter Sellers because she loved to argue. Uh, she was hated. Yeah. Um, check this out. April 27th, 1994. She was in her she was 39 years old. She died. She was found dead in her West Los Angeles home, and a post-mortem, post-mortem failed to determine yes. the cause of her death. How is that possible? So she was 30-something when she passed away uh, in 96? Uh, 39 in 1994. Okay, so this movie is 70, they must have shot in 77, 78. Yeah. But she's young. She doesn't, she doesn't come across as, like, young, young. No. Well, okay. maybe she does. Yeah. I guess it's, I was going to say the stuffy clothes, but she does kind of, her youthful and elegance. I'm in love with this woman. I don't know what, why you naysayers, how dare you? Now, I'm she didn't go, uh, this role. She felt it was too minor for her. And she was fighting with her husband, and the therapist said they should not work together. And that's when she said, well, then I will. (laughs) Oh, oh, yeah. Well, I know those arguments. And Elkie's in it, too, is his his other wife. Listen, check this out. She was campaigning for other roles, such as... Maggie Cleary in The Thornbirds, Cosette in Les Miserables, and Annie Sullivan in The Miracle Worker, and none of the people wanted to work with her. She was rejected. <laughs> Even Helen Keller is like, no way. <laughs> uh-uh. Zip. What was the other role? So she's going to be Helen Keller's tutor. No, thank you. Mother Teresa, got to pass. <laughs> yeah. Adam Curie. Ooh. So she was a fashion model. Um, you know, she, her, she had a 10-year career, essentially. She was in 30 film appearances and television appearances. Peter Sellers died, and then she did. Wow. She, well, she lived 14 years after, but still. Okay, so now the so brothers she... come up and go, You're not the king. He wants to have a fight with them. Yeah, I am. No, you're not. I have a real king in my basement. Right. I can't tell you how many times I've had that conversation. Really? You can't be king of the country. How do you say that? I have you in my basement. That old saw. (laughs) So You know how the driver got the job. He... He went up to the royals and said, King me. Bingo! Okay, so here's more treachery. 
They're rigging the elevator so he'll die. Now, we missed a point of the plot. Uh, The princess Flavia, uh, his wife, was saying, remember the time we did this? And remember when we were children and do that? And the, the, you know, Sid was going, "Uh uh-huh, uh-huh. And he goes, well, I know you're not the king because we've never met. And she sort of tricked him. Gotcha. So at this coronation, like the crowd, the clergy, everyone believes he's the king, but everybody knows him personally. They're catching on. Right. Well, I mean, it's not a, oh. Averted death again. Next. Fifth floor, lingerie. Fourth floor, uh, sword gear, uh, second floor. Third floor, second floor. Diesel. Maybelline. Okay, so Sid has had enough. He is quitting. He is he is going oh. to escape. They saw the note. They're like, who's Cindy? <laughs> right. Look at that ridiculous Swiss Alps getup. The whole getups are pretty weird. I mean, I can't. This is supposed to take place, what, in the 1920s? I don't know the answer. Uh, I don't think so because, okay, so they're all doing sword play, but meanwhile, they've got guns, and the guns aren't like muskets. So that X's out the 1700s. So I'm not sure. Is it the late 1800s? Maybe. I mean, they have elevators. um, yeah, there are elevators in the background. Dumb waiters. Uh, I, you might be right. I think that the elevator showed up in the 1800s, right? Because they started yeah. building yeah, and the guy, buildings tall. I don't trust this dog. St. Bernard, the patron saint of dogs. Oh, they're very helpful. Yeah, right. Where's your Easily whiskey the barrel, dog? Well, thanks to this program, I no longer drink. Hollywood dog that doesn't drink. <laughs> oh, so that's Mrs. Sellers right there. No, no. that's the Mrs. Sellers is the betrothed wife to the king. This is the countess again. Ah, she got to see him swing. I like Elsie Summer a lot. She's great. They so don't really she have her was, much. Um, she was like on vacation in Italy as a like a, a, a teenager in '58, and this film director saw her and just started putting her in movies. And she yeah. also posed for Playboy in 64 and 67. Nice. Way to go, Hugh. Uh, way to go, Hefner. She's a German, really, and she changed her name uh, from Schletz to Summer because it was hard for English people to pronounce, quite frankly. Gotcha. So I saw What's New Pussycat, which is Peter Sellers and uh, Woody Allen, you know, back when they were kind of ubiquitous in the 60s. And there's like a scene where 
I think it was that movie, or no, maybe I think it was Bobo, but I think like Woody Allen parachutes and lands in a car, uh, a two-seater driven by Elkie Summer. Oh, interesting. That was her role. Like she just happened to be driving by. Should I see what's new, Pussycat? Nah, you know what? I saw that like in the '80s, and then I saw it like three years ago, and I'm all right. You know, it's uh, it's it's. Do you like like Woody Allen, '60s Woody Allen? Look, you know, I'm on every TV show and uh, a nightclub, and I got records, and I got books, and I I uh, I'm young, and I you know, because he did What's New Pussycat, and they used the song, and then Woody Allen's first movie, he took a, a Japanese spy movie and redubbed it, and he called it What's New. Tiger Lily. Oh, yeah, right, right, right. The thing is, I probably saw What's New Pussycat, and it just didn't impress me. I don't remember it or something. Okay, so let's let's go through the the Peter Sellers movies. Have you seen The Private Life of Henry Orient, where he's like a a piano player who these two girls chase after him? I guess no. Have you seen I Love You, Alice Dutokis? Yeah, yeah, that was good. Yeah. Uh, the Bobo, where he becomes the Blue Matador. No. Spain. The Party, where he's uh, he wears brown face and he's an Indian extra. Uh, Blake Edwards movie. Uh, I remember not liking it. Yeah. Well, it's silly. It ends with hippies and an elephant, you know, talking about peace. Okay, by the way... Uh, the Count has come in, the best actor of this film. He's trying to make up yeah. with his wife, but that's really Peter Sellers hiding under there. And he's like, I am so sorry. You are so great. I love your lips, your uh, your thighs. And he goes, your boots? <laughs> your your balls. There he goes. So we, which Peter Sellers is under there? Is yeah. top build Peter Sellers or second build Peter Sellers? It's... You can't ask that question. The the King Peter Sellers is in prison, right? This right. is the king. This is the fake king in the palace. He's just been coronated, and he's now trying to escape. Oh. So he doesn't think it's weird that his wife is wearing boots. He's like, oh, you're naughty. Check this out now. He is underrated this actor. I and I don't think he he his I don't think he did a good job on Barney Miller or Sanford and Son because it didn't challenge him. He just had to be like, I'm a poor Hispanic person. It was almost a stereotype. Not quite, but almost. Yeah. Well, I mean, in Barney Miller, there was a little more nuance to the characters. They, yes, they let, they let you're the characters right. Kind of breathe. So they, they, so any kind of stereotype that they, that television. Now watch what his wife up, does. They, watch what his wife does. Oh no! Isn't that awful? He was kissing the boot. Well, fortunately, the hay rides went by. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> And Elkie thinks that's Must hilarious. October. Yeah, right. She could have killed the guy. Broke his neck. 
he was kissing a man asleep in bed, right? No. He's like, let me dress, change into something more comfortable. And she took off the corset and she put on her negligee. Maybe she went to the outhouse. And by the time she got out there, the guy was kissing some dude's feet. No. Okay, now the Count, Not you know he's lot. super jealous. So he's going to a gunsmith to get a bomb. A boom? A boom? What? Yes, I know what I said. <laughs> All right. Well, I got plenty of bombs here. I have the party. I have the penis plot of Dr. Fumad, too. That was that a bomb. bomb. Cancer strikes back. So one time I used to go to uh, an open mic on 7th Street. And um, it was a Laughing Buddha open mic. And then I used to go there all the time. And then there was a building collapse on 7th Street, right? So I go for an open mic and I was like, right. it's pretty scary about the building collapse down the street. And everyone in the audience was like, yes, uh-huh. And I said, but I think we're pretty safe with the structural integrity of this building. I mean, people bomb up here every night. <laughs> yeah, it's good to know. You go there during the, when the big Look one drops. Suit suit. Or your ex. No, it's late. That's the thing, like, can't tell. I think it might be 20th century. Maybe you're right. Okay, now what's happening yeah. is my favorite actor, the Count, is going to switch a croquet ball for a bomb croquet ball. And we get the tension of, no, no, Peter, don't hit it. It's going to blow up. Right. Now what's happening here is the not king... The, the princess is falling in love with the not king. Huh. Well, I tried to turn it up for their, their like, their conversation. dating chit-chat. We got that wacky music. Yeah. I'd rather listen to the crazy wacky music in the background. It's so fun. It's lighthearted. We need a soundtrack. Tomorrow, yesterday, yes, sir, on it. This is Henry Mancini, dude. It's not like cheap. I mean, there's some quality. Yeah, you're right. And also, if you got some silly song like this, he was doing his job. Okay, this is the Count's chance. All right. And he has switched the croquet balls. He did such a bad job. Wiley Coyote is shaking his head. You call that a bomb? <laughs> that isn't even I, from Acme. You got that from some guy in a dungeon? Yeah, that's the thing. So the meanwhile, the real king is in the the, the brothers. Yeah, in the prison. Don't they know that? No. Yeah, but it's like, no. They okay. don't. So they're just playing croquet. They don't know where the king went. They don't give a shit. It's not that they don't give a shit. It's that they don't know the king has disappeared. Hmm. Now, you see, he was about okay. to hit the croquet, and then he got called away. Okay, 
Look at that silly hat. Oh, no, that's a great hat. Like, if you need a scarf, you just stick your hand. Like, they didn't have tissues back then, so, you know, you yeah, had to keep it on you top just... of your head. Okay, here it goes. He's going to do it. He's going to be the thing. Better scrunch my eyes and cover my ears. Okay. First, first time princess has ever asked me to go for a walk. <laughs> I love his cockney. It's just yeah, it's pretty good. It cuts yeah. through all the shit. This is the only film that he made with his wife, um, and she has executive producer credit on the fiendish plot of Fu Manchu. I don't know why. Nobody knows why. Do you, uh, oh, that's, yeah, because she's not in it. Oh, down yeah. for the count. Up for the count. Up for the count. Now down for the count. Now look, he's stuck in a tree. Oh, it's comedic. Crazy, crazy. There's little music. stars going around. He's a one chirping bird. Ah, 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 ah. Two okay, chirping this birds. You, ah, this ah, is what, ah. oh, the count. I get it, the count. Now, this is what you paid money yeah, to see. Kind of... This is the king. Yeah, I know. I've been waiting an hour for the real, for the real Peter Sellers. Like, I'm glad Peter Sellers is co-starring in this, but I didn't pay money to see co-star Peter Sellers. Yeah, right. You wanted to see Peter Sellers. Now, you know, we can't talk about Peter Sellers without bringing up his protégé, Mike Myers. Mike Myers is such a weak... Mike Myers, who kind of gets into character, and he's done his own brown face with the love guru. He always cites Peter Sellers. The story that Mike Myers would always say is that when his father passed away, he was really sad, but his father loved Peter Sellers. Ah. So when he does Peter Sellers, it's an homage to his father, which, I don't know, I mean, you might... That's a nice sentiment, but I take it with a little bit of grain of salt. I don't, yeah. but Mike Myers does commit. Like, he's not, maybe he's a nicer guy than Peter Sellers. Maybe he's not on that level. I mean, I'm sure, like, he, I've, I've read about, like, yeah. He gave him a ring to prove. Okay. You see, he just like, I'll offer you untold wealth. And he just talked up this ring. It was stolen in 1584 from the such and such. And he dropped it down the drain. And he goes, you got anything else? <laughs> That's a good joke. Mike Myers yeah. really did a good job with the Austin Powers films. I thought the movie in which he played the Indian was really bad. Yeah, there was a, it was way too many, like, dick jokes. And, well, the character itself, like, I would have loved to see, like, a film called The Love uh, Cowboy, mm -hmm. where they pretend, people pretend they're, they're white, you know, like the white American, white Canadian, I guess, for his case. Uh, but, yeah, it was, the caricature was just bad. Yeah. And the universe he created was bad. And it was all just, like, scatological dick jokes, like, dick puns. Did that you know? film sink his career? Because he sort of went away after that. Yeah, he did kind of go away after that. Yeah, I would say so. I mean, like, the guy, man is a monster when it comes to films because he had – how many franchises he created, right? Wayne's World, that's billions of dollars right there. Mm -hmm. the, the Austin Powers, 
Yeah. So by you know to say like, oh, here's my character. I'm love guru. And Paramount's like, yeah, let's do it. We'll make a logo and we'll put your face in there, and people will just go see your character. We'll get Heather and, Graham. Uh, yeah. Oh no, was Heather Graham in that one? I thought oh, that was yeah. like Jessica. Oh, she was in that one. Well, Heather Graham was the one who really understood love and sex, and um, Michael Michael uh, Moore's character. Uh, no, uh, excuse me. Uh, Moore. from the Hollywood uh, from the H Halloween films Michael Myers yeah he he was Michael Myers just pretending and so she schooled him uh, it was the only redeeming aspect of the film I felt yeah oh yeah are you talking about Austin Powers or love love guru love guru there was some like Ben Kingsley, oh, Sir Ben Kingsley, right? Who got the name for his performance of Gandhi, as Gandhi right. in the eighties, comes back as like this Indian guru that just like I don't even know what he was thinking. I know what he was thinking, and he delivered what he needed to do, but you know, that movie is weird. I mean, if it was on YouTube, we would cover it. But you could go to any bad movie podcast, and they've covered Love Guru. You know, they, yeah. Uh, how did this got made? Had like cast members talk about their experience. So, okay, yeah, so here's bad. what's yeah, happening. Is, yeah. Okay, here's what's happening oh, now. Oh, here in the Peter Sellers world. Yeah. What? 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 Go ahead. Uh, okay, so here's what's, what's happening? happening now. The the Countess sent a letter saying, "Come meet me at the windmill." But everybody knows it's got to be a trap for him to get killed, okay? So what he's doing now is he's agreed to go and take the risk so that they can try to get back to the original king. So he's saying goodbye to the princess who's fallen in love with him. Right. So they are they have essentially fallen in love and, let, and although they never say love um and this is the the goodbye and it hurts her Is this the end? We'll see her at the end of the movie, right? Oh, they're going to get back together. That's not the real king. We're setting up for the goodbye, but it doesn't become goodbye. He doesn't die, so All right. I'm not going to lie, my computer crashed on me, so I'm going to put the boot. Keep the movie going. It's all right. You're going to lead us, Carl. All right, I'll tell you where we're at when you ask me the question. Sure. As soon as my computer stops buffering and puts the movie back on, I'm in the game. All right. So, the, so Peter's, there's the windmill, uh, and it's really beautiful landscape, this Austria, you know. And um, Peter Sellers is showing up with the King's Guard who will protect him. It's really Fritz and the General. Right. Now, what they're going to do is they're going to work out a signal. When you want us to come in, you got to hoot like an owl. 
And so he's like, he can't get it. He can't learn, Peter Sellers can't learn how to hoot. So he suggests a chicken. Why don't I mark, mark like a chicken? And they all go, very well. <laughs> so then on the other side, uh, the countess is with the, the brothers, you know, with the ex ex uh, princes. And they're saying, we need a signal. And of course they choose a owl, you know, because there's owls all over the forest, you know, hoo hoo, hoo hoo. Oh yeah. But the countess can't do it. Owls. And so she goes, have at a chicken. And they're like, very well. So, th so the joke is they've got the same signals you know when it's time it, it's it, you know when it's time to spring the trap when it's time for them to come in and defend the the fake king they're going to get their signals crossed cuz it's the same signal and may i ask you uh, where you are in the film Time where is? am i right now yeah. i'm at 11656 so if you put yourself at like 120 or something i'll count you up or wherever you want. I'm at 117 okay. now. Okay, can you tell me when you're at 117.22? Yes, that's coming right up. Great. I'm back in the game. <laughs> uh, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, yes. 17, that, 18, 16? 19, yes. 20, okay. 21, 22. Uh -huh. I'm back in. Are they shaking? Yeah, they're shaking hands. Okay, you're back. They're shaking hands. Yeah. He's patting him on the back. It's all, it's all pretense having fun. He's a good man, he is. I'm going to Don't London, I am. It's chicken now. It's a chicken. You gotta be careful in the woods back then. Adam Ant will show up. Stand the deliver. Deliver. Your money or your life. <laughs> no, Oh, we're all fans of ant music. Ant user. Try another flavor. Nobody gets don't that. Don't drink, don't smoke. What do you do? What do you do? Oh, sudden innuendo follows. There must be something inside. Nobody gets that. Yeah, inside, inside her. <laughs> Woohoo! Like it's a char it's a charming song until he says there must be something inside her. Well, she okay, does. I had that forty-five, and it said there must be okay. something inside he's hiding. Don't drink, don't smoke. What do you do? There must be something inside he's hiding. But he didn't sing that, did he? No, he said something inside. And he stopped, yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe it's that accent of his, or maybe he gulped a lot for it. It's still a pretty base innuendo. Yes. You know, it's a charming song. It implies that maybe she gets, maybe she has sex, and then it just must be something inside. It's like, well, what was the point of that song? <laughs> like, it was such a beautiful song. <laughs> something up her cooch. Oh, well. Okay. Yeah. So now we find out that she wants the king sprung, okay? And they're, you know, he, she tells him where he's high, he's being held prisoner. And he goes, Peter Seller goes, oh, we thought this was a trap. And she goes, no, it is a trap. The 
now he's seeing the chicken and see they both and then so he did it she's he's doing an owl now but really it's the bad guys And this is straight torn straight from the novel. Well, no, uh, the novel was called by Anthony Hope, published in eighteen ninety four, uh, and it's an adventure novel. It wasn't a comedy, of course, and this is very loosely adapted. This also has echoes of like the Man in the Iron Mask and Prince and the Pauper. Sure, it isn't really the guy's yeah. book. Yeah, the Prince and the Pauper stuff kind of sticks out because I would expect like more Man in the Iron Mask calamity, like maybe have a musketeer show up. Yeah. What was it? Did you remember those movies, The Fourth Musketeer and The Fifth Musketeer, and they both came out at the same time, basically? There was a Fifth Musketeer? Like, yeah, it was a Richard Donner movie, and it was like Michael York. It was uh -huh. the 70s, very 70s. And it was called, like, The Fourth Musketeer. And when they finished it, they just got another sequel, like, just almost immediately. And they released it six months later called, like, another, uh, this Musketeer or something like that. So, I'm more of a Mars guy. <laughs> at one time in my life, I don't know, 15, 16, 17, I just decided that I should read a bunch of classic books so I'm not ignorant. And that was one of them, The Three Musketeers. The three musketeers really were four musketeers, and one of them died, and they were uh, the three. The remaining three were avenging. Um, oh, yeah, there were always four musketeers, and one of them was killed, and they avenged his life. They made a pact. That's, that explains their motto: all for one, and one for one for all. That's right. That included the dead guy. Yeah. Oh, right. Now look who's up on the windmill. Don Quixote. It's hilarity. No, it's Peter. Yeah. Which sellers is that? Is it the king? No, no. The king, Michael, is in prison. I lost. In Zenda. I just can't. I just wanted to see Peter Sellers as a king. I Just the fact that he, I have to watch. It's bait and switch, off, man. Ripped off. Yeah. Look at that <laughs> shot. Wow. I'm going to go back 50 years and uh, ask for my money back. And they won't give it to me. They'll say, sorry, no refund in this one. Yeah, right. I, and you want to be paid in today's dollars. Yeah, right. How many barrels of hay are, is in this fucking country? Yeah, it's their economy. <laughs> Free hay rides, hay rides, five zooches. Right. So you guys grow hay for your horses? No, it's for the it's the the tourist industry. Hay rides. Yeah. Free hay rides. Bonk. Complimentary tickets to the apple bottle. Oh, took him a second. These guys are doing some Thompson twins shenanigans. Now he's he's holding her prisoner, but it's kind of a joke, you know, because she's supposed to be on his side, and then she bites them. I don't know. This is hilarity, and it's supposed to be... It's funnier with the sound on. Okay? Alright. But would this be something a kid would remember if they saw this movie years ago? No, but they would remember that one joke and the balloon. 
Yeah, and the balloon, of course. Now look, Peter's uh, Sid, our not the real king, bonked the driver on the head, and now he's pretending to be their driver, making an escape back to Zenda. So he's undercover right now. Oh, so he's no longer pretending to be the king. He's pretending to be... A cab driver, which is what he really is. Right. He's infiltrating is what he's doing. He's getting into Zenda. Wow. So he goes, you want to go to Zenda? I'll send you there. He did not say that, Carl. You just made a joke. I said it. Okay, so he's now in the gates. Now he's got to deliver the bad news to the ex-prince. Sorry we fucked up. He got away. We didn't kill him. Oh, no. I call for a duel. Sorry, you got some dandruff there on your neck. <laughs> oh, what's that ring around the collar? Or what? <laughs> Sorry, I pointed it out with my knife. He doesn't recognize this guy? That filthy ring. He recognizes the eyes. Right, because he, he just happens to be the brother. So now he's in prison with, with the true king. That's who you've been waiting for. Yeah, I've been waiting. He hasn't left us saying. He's shaking, he's jerking off of that LT sound of his wall. And then, yeah, I don't know what he's saying. Now, this is a kind of funny bit. He's sort of like a salesman bragging about his torture device, and he's now demonstrating it for them. But you see, He's getting himself into the contraption to demonstrate. Uh, oh, how can you fuck? What a newbie. This bit goes yeah, down on your face, you see. Right up your nose, it does. Is this the last of him, then? He goes... You put this on your tongue and you twist it. It's a bit of a tongue twister. No <laughs> oh, gallows in here. Whoops. Oh. Telling you, rookie move. Stuck. Yeah. Well, good. Well, that was the easy way to distract him. Yeah. Been there. Getting out, sir. I was just demonstrating. Yep. Very successfully, too. <laughs> Idiot. So now we're going to get the sort of revealing the plot, you know, like... So he's sort of saying, what's his plot? We've seen this in a lot of films before. Oh, right. This oh, guy is named Jeremy Kemp. He was an English actor, and I hardly looked him up because I don't understand 
It says he was known for his significant roles in the miniseries The Winds of War. We know that. Okay. And War in Remembrance. Yeah. But then there's, like, sequel. lots of other stuff, like the Blue Max and the TV series Z Cars. I don't know any of this stuff. Wait a minute. Wasn't Blue Max a children's show in England? I Well, this was all English TV, so maybe. Like, it, it's like a kind of like an electric company, maybe, maybe younger. I don't even know. Now, Antoinette, the wife here, the former Bond girl the space 1999 she's turning on her husband with the gun and he she's sprung them both as she told peter seller she would yeah all right stand and deliver and now the ex-prince well, is talking like i love you you're the best in the world you know and he takes the gun and a la Goodfellows flips it on her. Right. There's my favorite actor. Oh, he's still in this movie. Thank God. Oh no. So now he's released and he can go after uh, both Peter Sellers. But the thing is, the King's Guard are coming. They're coming to Zenda now that they know um, where the king, the real king is. So we're going to have a showdown. Huh. Good. Yeah. Exciting. Funny, you can tell I'm like waiting for this movie to end at this point. How come, Mike? Because I, I think it exhausted everything. I mean, I guess we still need to get these boys out of there. And uh, well, that's our third opinion, act. But... That's our third act. We're we're racing towards the conclusion here. Yeah. What? There's 13 minutes left. 12 minutes left. Uh, you can make it. Try to pretend you care. The audience uh, is listening. Oh, well, for the sake of the show, I'll pretend I care. Thank Absolutely. you, Mike. That's a little secret I do. <laughs> <laughs> and for you, too, Carl. You saw this movie three times. You took copious notes about the yeah. location and the people. and We need to do the, the switcheroo and... again. All right. Hey, Carl, I'm fine. Uh, as, you, as our listeners know, we will announce our movie next week. But, Carl, I would say you should take the movie after that. So should I pick another Ernest and really torture you? <laughs> you right. You picked your first movie. You picked was Ernest goes to. Uh, Ernest saves no, Christmas. Saves Christmas. The worst yeah, film ever. That's awful. Listen, I was thinking. You know, it's a wonderful life. Is a um, uh, public domain. Uh, yes, and it's on YouTube. Maybe for your Christmas show, you could take a different tact this year. So we could still find every Christmas we uh, play trailers of movies that premiered on Christmas Day. Yeah, it's uh, a good thing. theatrical releasing. And we've done it for four years, and, you know, you're telling me before Christmas has even occurred that we can't find 
another 40 minutes worth of trailers of, of movies. Well, I know, but that's what I'm thinking. Are we all out of movies? I think you've exhausted your content because we don't get but one extra year. Okay, so now first the talk. CAD who's first been talk. doing... Now the cad who's been doing all the work for the ex-prince sees the king's guard, and so he's like, I'm going to switch sides. Let me help you escape. Yeah. So now he's going to go against the ex-prince. He's basically fl he's an opportunist. He's he's changed sides now. That's so great. Who is this guy again? He is another brother. Uh -oh. He is a, a like third in line, and he's just a playboy who laughs at everything. And I didn't even look him up. Um, yeah, no, I just didn't follow why he was there. Well, okay, he, he led was... that ambush. Um, he, he's been doing all of the ex-prince's dirty work. Right, in conjunction working with the, the ex-prince. Right, and now he's flipping sides because he can see which side's going to win. And they're brothers, so he doesn't mind killing his brother. That's right. That's oh, his low character. And there's a dartboard hanging around. Well, it's a dartboard. Oh, right. <laughs> now look, my favorite order. actor is trying to kill him on his own, so he's swimming across the moat in his pajamas. Right. This is good swordplay. So you watch all these movies and it's yeah. excellent swordplay, right? But then you watch like fencing on the Olympics. <laughs> it's nothing right. like this. Oh well, I mean, there's this whole. Oh, his head didn't come off. And there's it a was a, um, a two-pronged fork. Right. Yeah, but usually you throw them at people's necks to to decapitate their their heads, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. like. That's why I always do it. Yeah, I mean, that's what Aquaman would do. He'd throw his trident and, like, knock off a head or two. I guess he had a trident of three, so you would have... You would split the skull. So, Monty Python's Life of Brian, it looked like the film was going to be canceled, so John Cleese yeah. what agreed to be the lead role. Oh, uh, there's a prisoner of Zelda? Yes, that's right. He was going to play Peter Sellers' part for a short time. And this movie reeks of like a, a, a star vehicle. Like It always feels like they added the brother element, so you had the opportunity to play two people. Do you think like John Cleese would play two people? Ooh, yes, John Cleese would. That's all over the novel and the other movies. No, John Cleese would have played the brothers. Would have played two people. Interesting. That's the Donkey Kong scene after the two barrels on the head. Now we have my favorite actor confronting the real yes. king. Tell your 
good to come up in. The basketball is deplorable. Right. His pajamas look, uh, no, no, that's his pajamas. <laughs> Listen, here's what I tell you, Barney Miller looks good. Yeah. For the first time he's seen, there's two of them. Now he's going to kick him in the balls like he did the first encounter. Huh. So this is what a jerk Peter Sellers was during the film, okay? During the scene involving a steam engine and carriages, he refused to stay on the set due to the steam engine being the color of green. So to appease Sellers, the film crew repainted the entire engine the color of blue, and after they were done, they painted it back to its original color so they could return it. For this stupid movie? Yeah. God, what a waste. It's not like they're making Casablanca or Night in Casablanca. They're just Night in Casablanca, right. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) The classic. What? That film. Show it up. Oh, look, the hot air balloon motif. It kind of looks like the hot air balloon basket. They're bringing with the first scene. They're, They're tying it all together. But they're not. I give up. I give up. Kick. <laughs> right. It wasn't a basket, was it? It was like a chest. What? I don't even know where they are. Well, no, they're in the castle. This is Zenda. They have, they have these, yeah, so they have these mezzanines, and to bring things up above the mezzanines, they have these baskets on pulleys that you can bring it up. Like the video game Puyen, when you're a kid on a basket, and you're trying to avoid arrows from the wolves. Just like that. Just like that. Now, as you know, the XX prince changed sides, so he let down the drawbridge so the king's guard could get in. Right. It is After real factory right now. Good. It's literally a cliffhanger, right? Because he's <laughs> he's on a cliff. On the. Yeah. Five minutes left. Oh, Carl! Please be mine. I'm We're gonna, gonna wrap up. Fritz is saving him. Oh no, it's not. No, it's not. It's uh, it's it's Sid again. Oh right, Sidney Sotomayor. Oh wow, look at that. They look like they're in the same shot. Yeah, that was probably not split screen, right? That was probably just well done, look alike kind of guy. Well, this this stuff when they're pushing in, but no, that one they did some kind of movie magic on it because they were both of them on the screen. Yeah, and here's more like of that. it. So now it has to. They got to jump to get away into the moat. What? Oh, right into the moat. And I bet you neither of them was Peter Sellers. Oh, did you hear about that poor castle guard? He got demoted. Demote, demoted. Very nice, Michael. All right. 
Now they're saying, see, he's dead. He's dead. I am the king. Ha ha ha. One's going to pop out and they go, there's a king. And then the other one's going to pop up. They go, what? Two kings? I am Nostradamus. (laughs) It's the the surprise, you know, after the contest is played, there's always one more contest. That's what this was. Here we are in London again. And our king is back at the roulette table. And they're like, oh, Rudolph. And he goes, my name's not Rudolph. I'm Sydney. They've switched. Yeah, I was going to say, he's probably going to still bet on the same. So he has now... Oh, there's my favorite guy. It is yeah, him! The count. He's... But he always gets humiliated. <laughs> what eyebrow immediately arches. Now, you don't get to see it. You hate that. Yeah. You saw the guard laugh at it. Now, oh. Sydney has become the king, and he gets to marry his true love. Aww. Isn't that nice? You are, you are now king and married to the girlfriend. Now drive me home, bitch. Still driver. Yeah, like I'll drive. Don't forget, don't forget your class. <laughs> right? They must be classes backwards. Like you, you can still drive. You're a driver, after all. Yeah, there he is. Look how cute. Yep, he's driving his own carriage. Some king. Upper crust. Oh, and then the movie pause. And then we get the, the Saturday evening post font. Saturday evening post font. Uh, letting us know that well, it's really wow, not 1980 they... yet. <laughs> yeah, right. Like like many films that came out in 1979 and 80. We're not there yet. Wow. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we had just watched The Prisoner of Zenda. Wow, the third last movie from Peter Sellers. Carl, what did you think of The Prisoner of Zelda? I enjoyed it. It was not his best film at all whatsoever, but I still enjoyed it. Right. I think it's a good kid's film, right? And there's a little romp with his parents. and. Uh, uh, I don't know about a kid's really film. Was... There was a lot of sex in it. But nothing like... All right. Okay. Yeah, we're good well, characters. Yeah, you're right. It was life. flirtatious uh, innuendos, yeah. but uh... well, it's that that comedy timing, that comedy beats where Harpo chases the woman around the room. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, it's that kind of you know, he's yeah. a Randy and he's he's macking on married women, but for the most part, it wasn't bad. Yeah. Yeah, that's all right. It was pretty boring. There was no fiendish plot of Fu Manchu, I guess. Is that how it was? Back to Well, you listen Move to it with good. the audio. Oh. Uh, the guys, Peter Sellers does a great acting job. I love his lisp. I loved him doing Cockney. Yeah. I loved him as the, uh, and, and of course, we had my favorite actor there. This film was enjoyable, yeah. I thought. Yeah, it was pretty good. And it's on YouTube, and it's on a lot of channels, to be honest with you. So it's not hard to find, but we right. like the version from Universal Galaxy Pictures, which I am now subscribed to. Well, folks, Perfect. we hope you enjoyed the movie. We are Let's Watch a Full Life Movie on YouTube. We're filmed on location in Austria and approved by number 25540. We're going to be back next Sunday. You can listen to us on Mutiny Radio at 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. 
uh, thanks to our great station manager, Bam Penjamin. And uh, love next Bam. week, Carl, we love Bam. Do you, um, would you like to pick the movie for next week, or do you want to do it in two weeks? Uh, no, I'll do it in two weeks, because I really got to pick a clunker for you, and you got to watch it like four okay. times, dude. Yeah, I'll watch it. For, I swear, to, I will. I promise our audience, I will watch the movie four times and have notes. Uh, but for you, my friend, our next movie is one of the Frankie Avalon and that's one of the cello movies, and Your it's choice. on YouTube. Although I think it's on that channel that plays too many ads, but we'll we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll iron out the details. Of course, it's not Beach Blanket Babylon. It's not Doctor Goldfoot in the uh, bikini bikini machine. No. We're going to change course. We're not at the beach. It's Tea Party from 1966. And uh, Carl, can you you do the trailer for me? Yes. Okay. So audience, just put in trailer ski party. And Mike said 66, but that would mean I was born. I wasn't born. It's Ski Party 1965 trailer from the channel Night of the Trailers. So find that and slide back to 000. Okay, sounds good. I thought you were going to just reenact it, but I'm, I'm excited to actually do it. When I reenacted Zero to Sixty, I had seen the movie, so I could do it. For this one, I, <laughs> you know. Right. Well, you, you're the guy at the improv uh, team who's like, what? A dentist? No, I, I, I don't know what a dentist does. You know, I'm not really a dentist. I wouldn't know. You have to Where? Wisconsin? I've never been. Yeah. All right. So uh, give us the countdown and, and uh, play us the audio. Okay, Ski Party 1965 trailer, Night of the Trailers is the channel. In three, two, one, go. Yeah, what do surfers and stunners do? Stunners. When it snows. <laughs> Ski Party. This is going to yeah. suck. Oh, that post. As girls? What? As girls? Oh, and that's not in this one. So it's going to be a musical? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And 60s dancing and old ladies looking hip. Oh, no, they're pretending to be women. Move over, Jack Lemon. Right. Fuck you, Tony Curtis. Dwayne Hickman and Frankie Avalon are cross-dressing ski partiers. Wow, that's a big Big job. (laughs) Let's all go skiing. The tops. Yeah. Today's noddest talent. Leslie Gorse, Sunshine and Lollipop. Wow, James Brown? Nice hair. Look at that. Yeah. It's like one guy bored. No, he's sick. A ski instructor is a pleasure to learn from. Say it stays completely dark for eight months of the year in Stockholm. Yeah, I think it's true. 
That's a hell of a fire. Yeah, that's one of those weird fire middle of the room fireplaces. Every he, there's a she. Send you soaring. Whoa, tea party. It's a long ass trailer. Where's James Brown on the skis? Very nice. All right, well, ladies and gentlemen, that is what we'll be watching next week, and we hope you can join us. Carl, it's been a pleasure. I agree, and it was a pleasure to watch that film yeah. with you, and thank you for pretending that yeah. you enjoyed it. Oh, I did that for at least the first 48 hour, uh, minutes of this movie, so at least I could do. For the Wonderful. First... No, it was good. It was, it was great, and I don't have to watch it again. Uh, audience, thank you so much. We would love to see you back next week. Uh, I want to mention you have a, a open mic on Zoom on Tuesdays, but that's like saying you have a podcast. Right. Ladies and gentlemen, we're done. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> you're a comic with a Zoom show and a podcast? What the? Ooh, you're you're nobody. Living a dream. <laughs> <laughs> you are nobody. Living a nightmare. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, let's just. Let's just watch Key Party right now. Let's keep the show. Nah, yeah, let's done. keep going. Right, that's what it is. Let's keep going. Nah. Next time. Let's watch Anyway, everybody knows us by now. L W A F L M. on YouTube. Oh, they're like the little monkey. We're the little waffle mont guys. La waffle mont. La waffle mont. La waffle mont. You always have to say guys now, right? You know, you don't get falafel. You get in for the falafel guys. Oh, okay. Go to the farmers market. Yeah. I get my kale from the kale guy. So we are very excited. Our show is in our premise name, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T, which is our Twitter handle, which is our fantastic YouTube channel, which is subscribe. Uh, we're also on Facebook as Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube. We, You can hear us first. If you don't want to do the podcast and you want to hear us in real time, we stream first on mutinyradio.fm every Sunday, 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 5 p.m. Carl time. 
uh, and that is courtesy of fantastic station manager, Pam Benjamin. So there's no advertisement on the show. If you want an ad, why don't you go over to Benmo and donate money to Mutiny Radio, at Mutiny Radio. We would definitely appreciate that. Carl, what movie are we watching today? Okay, today we are watching Mr. Accident. Mr. Accident, 1999. <clears throat> now, it really came out in 2000, but in YouTube, it's 1999. So that's what you'll put in your YouTube search engine. Mr. Accident, 1999. And we like... We like the publisher, the channel, Parrot Pirate Records. Okay, sounds good. Oh, yeah. Well, Mutiny Radio uh, came out of Pirate Cat Radio, so we like huh. pirate, pirates as well. What the fuck? <laughs> sounds good. So go ahead to do Mr. Accident 1999 for a movie courtesy of our new friend, Parrot Pirate Radio Records, and then hit pause when we get to the page and push that little bar to the left corner. We're going to have a countdown, and when we hear say go, when you hear go, by all means, please go. Uh, we're very excited to uh, – we have uh, our countdown king himself via proxy. Uh, Mr. Paul Brumbaugh is not here today, but he is here in spirit. We love the guy. You should check out his podcast, which broadcasts before us on Muni Radio. It's called The Edge of Insanity. Uh, we don't have Paul Brumbaugh here, but, Carl, do we have the Paul Brumbaugh? We have the Paul Brumbaugh. All right, so let's get started. I am, I am ready. It was a live show. We're very excited to have Paul here as our countdown gentleman. Let's get ready to Brumba. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's get ready to Brumba. Okay, so let's get ready to Brumba. And now, what you've all been waiting for, master of the descending numerals, the countdown king himself. Would you please welcome Mr. Paul Brumbaugh? All right, guys, you know the drill. Put that finger right over that triangle and do it in three, two, one, go. Roar. Roar, bad breath. You never saw a dime of royalties, that lion. Right? <laughs> Leo is in the poorhouse. You're lying. <laughs> Would I be lying about that? All right, so this is a Yahoo serious film. It's serious. And I'm so excited to watch this. I read about this film in the New York Times, Carl. Mm. I'm serious. It's a serious film, and New York Times in 1999 had a list of all the movies coming out. And you know that's the best year ever. I'm obsessed by that year as well. Uh -huh. And I saw that Yahoo Serious had a new movie. And I said, oh, boy, I can't wait to see it. And I never did until right now. So thank you, Pirate, uh, Pirate, for uploading this on March 2nd of 2020. Finally, we get to watch or talk over Mr. Accident. <laughs> now, the, 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 bro the brother there, this is young Yahoo Serious. Okay, his name's Roger Crump, Crump, Crumpkin. And they're part people. Yeah. They're Australian part people. And they're oh, the worst. His imagination. What? Not that. We live in the world of parts, boy. Yeah. Oh, my God. We take things. This is looks like every YouTube video. We yeah. find parts. We don't use imagination. The brother there is one of the writer's younger brothers. Um, 
this was written with a guy named um uh this was written with a guy uh gosh where is it david roach and david roach co-wrote young einstein and reckless kelly here's which his, was another yahoo series right so this guy he was an australian writer and pretty much yahoo serious was the way he got work hey what are you gonna do right so Yahoo Serious, if Americans don't remember, he had a popular movie in the early 90s that kind of was international. Uh, in fact, I saw the movie trailer for Young Einstein right. before coming to America. It was at Bloomfield, that Bloomfield movie theater on Bloomfield Ave. Uh-huh. And right before they showed Coming to America, they had Mr. Uh, Yahoo Serious's movie. And everyone loved it. It was a really funny trailer for Young Einstein, which I still yeah. haven't seen. Which was a fun movie. But, uh, this guy got it right, and he got it right three times, and then he stopped. This is his last film. The Reckless Era came out before Mr. Accident. Right, exactly right. Kelly. Uh, apparently that was a <clears throat> famous Australian criminal. Um, yeah. Like I, didn't Nick Jagger play him or something like that? Like he, It's not the first time Reckless Kelly has been in a movie. Been a movie spotter. Oh, here you go. The old the classic electrical. Should we take a? Should we write a list of all the accidents? No. <laughs> it's just, that would accident be number two. Accident number three. Curtis Evans ended yet. Well, this is like an accident segment, you know. And my favorite oh, so part of the whole this is one accident segment. It's pretty creative. Yeah, look at him, Mr. Yahoo Serious. The phone is near the iron, and so he takes the iron to his face, and he goes, hello, like a dummy, and he turns and says, well, listen, if, if I could say anything, if our if our listeners are as devoted as uh, I wish, they would remember you actually laughing at that when we watched the trailer last time. You were like, oh, he put the iron to his ear. It turned out to be the funniest part of the film. Oh, well. Now watch he Well, you know, my sits on the fire. <laughs> what a liar, huh? Because his pants? Were they? Yeah, they were on. Well, they never got on fire. Okay, uh, let me turn on no, the audio. Okay. The phone is okay. ringing. All right, all right. Let's the, the, um, Here it is. The it's going to blow up the vacuum cleaner, so he puts it in the closet, but it still blows up and the feathers get everywhere. Watch, he holds his oh, back to it. Terrible. Boom! My God. Here you go, screenplay by Yahoo Serious and David Roach. Yeah. Whose younger brother we just saw. Okay, watch, he's going to get the phone. If David Roach directed the movie, would he call it a David Roach joint? Ah! And they freeze frame on that. Oh, is that his uh, roommate? That's his roommate, yeah. And Lulu's serious. Do you think it's any relation to Yahoo? Yeah, it's a wife. Did she produce this film? They're not together today. It's a, Lulu was his wife, and she was also in Mad Max. Because uh, oh, it's what, Australian, right? The original. Yeah, right. There's only so many. 
Uh, gosh, I just recently watched all of them, and uh, they all hold up. Amazing how they hold up. That's good. This is famous city. He probably you know it well, and it's not realistic that there would be an egg factory in the you know commercial. But did you know what I just found? Yeah, I just found Nemo. Who's out there? You were finding Nemo. Remember finding Nemo? Yeah, because he winds up in the Sydney Harbor. He sees the Opera House. So there wouldn't be an industrial egg factory next to the biggest tourist pier. In, That's in, what I mean. Yeah, but see how the eggs are in the. <laughs> They're in the actual uh, Opera House. Yeah. They have the same design. Well, that's funny, right? It's like if they had a. Wow, look at that house. That's so now, 90s. Here we are in the color. president's office, and the CEO of the company is seeing like his long lost brother who's coming, who's been successful in business, but he wants to now become part of the egg business. Now, this is not, this is a different brother, right? That's not the younger kid we saw earlier? Right. Yeah. We have an espresso machine. God, I miss those. Now, here's Yahoo Network. He's the repair guy. And uh, Lyndon, his uh, roommate who we saw, was, you know, Check off. See why we're not counting the accidents? You'd be there all day. Uh, we should. This is Lyndon, the uh, roommate, Yahoo's roommate. And he's the financial guy, sort of like the number two at the company. He is sitting in a number two seat. Oh, I wish I had an assistant in the espresso. You see the egg. Right. I want you to have a Twitter handle and you can look like this. I want the avatar to look like this. Yes, sir. I have uh, my cat here with me. I um Einstein, no. Um Venus. Yeah, I say Venus. Now watch this accident. Oh, this is really quite funny. He's trying to get number three to work. Don't get me started. That's Audrey. Audrey the dog? Yeah, and he was in ma The Mask. Get the fuck out of here. That's the one of the most... I know that dog. I don't want to say anything, Carl, because as you know, it is anonymous, this group I go to. But he, Audrey was my sponsor. <laughs> now watch this joke. He's got the... Uh, I don't know. Nut. Mega dream. Yeah, right. So watch... Wow! All right, write that down. Spins himself in circles. Accident number six. Woo, 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 woo. Look at Audrey's accident. Sequel in the mask, and he was also in um, Mom and Dad Save the World, which was a 1992 like uh, film about outer yeah. space with John Lovitz. It was a great film. You, I like that film too. It's uh, and and it has a cult following to it. Yeah. It was real. Yeah. Whose mom? Was that Jamie Lee Curtis or Terry Gar? I forgot. Terry Gar. Terry Gar, right. Now, this character is a psychopath, but, like, he also has love. It's weird. Is he just hugged his brother? It was a genuine love hug. Right. At the same time, he's going to kill him. No. Yeah. Are you, are you fucking with me? 
this one of those things where you tell me someone's going to die and they don't? Nope. What? Let's turn over the company to me. Oh, so he's... How's he going to pay rent if his, if his roommate dies? Uh-oh. Oh, so the roommate's a psycho. No. The bra it's the He's gonna cut the dog's the arm. Oh, I see. Wow. Now the roommate's talking super to Yahoo. I gotcha. Oh, you know what? He's has super clue. I don't know. Why does Mr. Active have a job repairing stuff at a factory? See there's the glue. When he has the most accidents ever, right? Yeah. I mean, even Homer Simpson probably hates this guy. <laughs> okay, so now well, his hair. they're yeah. throwing out this old refrigerator that the, the brother loved, the CEO loved. And he's saying, it's an environmental trap. We've only got one planet. But the truth is, the brother's in there. Oh, yeah. Like you should normally, when you stuff a body into a, uh, a refrigerator, old refrigerator, you should take the door off so no one gets trapped in there playing hide and seek. Yeah, it's the old refrigerator. Oh, so they're squashing a bloodless body right now. That's right. Yahoo doesn't know what he's doing, and they're buying. I don't know. Tell that. Is that Yahoo? No, there's Yahoo in the background. So this is a screen grab for this movie thing, and I have no idea why, like, a uh, supporting character would get, like, the biggest face. But, you know, he can't explain it from that. And he won't see him again yeah, this the movie. whole film. Wow. Yeah, I really wanted to see this movie back in the day. But, no, I had to watch, like, The Matrix and American Beauty and whatever else came out in 1999. I couldn't see this movie. And I've been typing in this movie every week since we started this podcast. So imagine my surprise when it popped up. Sydney Harbor. That's what you will see throughout the whole film. Sydney Harbor. What other movies have I seen him in? <laughs> he was in Nemo. Uh, he was I in Ariel's yeah. <laughs> Um Right. He was Bad in Max goes, Story. Goes Waterworld. Right. He was in Waterworld. <laughs> oh man it looks pretty I would love to live in Sydney see he's there's a reason uh, Max gets jobs I mean he's really a good Russell Terrier he he's you can train him yeah well I mean can you imagine putting the mask on your face and like you know, I must have been crazy for Audi. You know, it, uh, he never really talked to me about it. We, you know, we talked about other issues at this anonymous organization. But he definitely was a Hollywood dog that drank. But he can't have been in that book. That book was about the golden age of Hollywood. Right. Yeah, that book, Hollywood Dogs That Drink, that was more of about American actors. It didn't really cover dogs that, you know, appeared around the world. He was bitter about that, too. He said, at least I could have been in the index, <laughs> in the appendix. Oh, this now, is a typewriter. Trumpkin. He is a parts person. He takes things apart. Watch right. how his throwing is perfect. I would hope so. I mean, he's there with his roommate in their apartment. He's tossing shit around. The 
thing is, he's Mr. Accident, so why would he be perfectly throwing? But he is. I guess his accidents come on cue, right? So this is not the time for one. Also, his house looks a lot better since they flooded it. That all's repaired. After every accident, suddenly the house is fine again. Yeah, right. The factory keeps on factoring. Although there is a hole in the... Actually, that's not really true. There will be a... Okay, so she's like... He's like, um... You need to go out more. You need female action. You know, I'm not good with girls. You know, it's the typical... Now, right. she's in Muriel's wedding, and that's really her only wow. big deal, which was a good film. This, this one, Muriel's wedding, yeah. Oh, yeah, I, I, I love that actress. Her name. I don't think I've ever saw Muriel's wedding, though. You didn't? Oh, no, I think I have. I have. All right, I'll check it out. Wow, what kind of bar is this? This is a Hollywood bar, right, Carl? Like, well, you know, I want to say that this movie is way off base, that it's 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 a 90s movie, but they've got all this 80s style, you know, everything's 1980s looking. But this is Australia. Maybe, you know, maybe this that's is the way it looks. Yeah. Well, yeah, where the bars have meat racks and rat live rats in cages and glamorous women in uh, various outfits. Now he goes, he goes, no, I'm with you. He goes, fag. And he goes, what? He goes, do you want a fag? Oh. <laughs> it was really he must be from England. Fag. And he goes, what? And and I was too. I was like, oh my God, that was ballsy. And the guy goes, you know, it is a cigarette. So um, now Yahoo Serious, Roger Crumpkin will become addicted to cigarettes in one puff. That's the way it goes, right? Apparently. That's how I got hooked. Two glasses of women. Let's smoke that with them. There we go. Well, a lot of movies, especially 80s movies, they always show people getting shot and killed, but the moment the Nick Nolte lights up a cigarette, you know, uh, Eddie Murphy will tell him, you know, you should put that down. Right. <laughs> there he is. It's He's okay to hooked. shoot people. He's hooked. But cigarettes are bad for your health. Well, they have to. There's a lot of. He's a role model, Yahoo. So you got to make sure. Now the girl likes him. He does parlor tricks. Oh yeah. Wow, what's weird tattoos? Now we're we're hearing all about nicotine and how addictive it is, and that'll play into our plot. Look, the cigarette goes in her hair. Uh-huh. And then she lights up a cigarette and she gets her come up and for lighting it up. Beehive. The B fifty two. Oh that's what I mean. Wow, this is like, a water cooler in the eighties, but Oh boy. What's up with these sailor women? They're pretty cool. I guess they're in Sydney Harbor. 
Right. Do you think uh, Robert Palmer went to that bar and said, I'll pick you for the music video, I'll pick you, you'll be my drummer? Oh, no, don't do it, Aubrey. You're going to be, I know you're wearing the mask and this movie's beneath you, but don't jump. This is, um, I don't know if it's his last film, but it's after the mask. It's after mom and dad saved the world. Okay. I thought the mask was pretty impressive. This is important to the plot. This is a music box. Okay. Now we're 